In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who rejected sin, so that we could reject sin as well. And so that little Ava could reject sin this morning. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Unlike some of you, I grew up in the church. And what that meant is that uh, pretty much every Sunday I was in church, I was in one of those seats just like one of you, uh, and uh, growing up in the church meant that I kind of got a few things. I, I, I sort of got some of the stuff that some of you had to learn about. Like I knew when to say amen and when to say and also with you. <laughs> And and I knew basically kind of how sermons went. In fact, I knew so well how sermons went, I sort of had figured out how long they should be. And so I would be sitting there timing them um, as soon as they started. And then in that little fellowship book that's at the end of your pews, I would always write a little note to the pastor uh, with his time. Yeah. Um, and none of you have done that, by the way. I've, I've mentioned that a couple of times. Um, and, and, and so it, I, I kind of knew all of that stuff. And one of the things that you sort of know about church when you grow up, especially in a Lutheran church where we baptize all ages of people, is that uh, sometimes you baptize a baby and sometimes, well, sometimes they're pretty mild and, and they just kind of like let the water roll off of their head and everything is okay and it's all right. And some of them scream like banshees. When that water hits their head, they're just like, ah! And so I developed a little bit of a theological theory when I was a kid. It was probably pretty obvious that I was headed towards this career path. And, and I developed this theological theory that, that the kids that uh, screamed, they were rejecting the devil at that very moment. <laughs> Because I knew the stories about Jesus, whenever he got rid of a demon, they would always kind of scream and say, hey, what are you doing to us? And so I was, that that fits. But the kids that didn't, well, I wasn't quite sure. Because it it, it meant one of two things. Either uh, either they they weren't really kind of struggling with the devil, um, and and so maybe a little bit better kid than the screamer. Um, Or that maybe the baptism didn't take, I, I wasn't quite sure. And, and so I got older, and, and thank goodness my theological theories developed a little bit better and, and got a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit more orthodox. And what I found out uh, in all of that was that, uh, that what I was thinking was, was actually kind of pretty close to the reality of what happens here in baptism. And we see that happening in this gospel reading this morning. That when someone is baptized in this church, that what is happening is an active rejection of the devil. That's why throughout Lent, when we confess our sins, we're, I'm going to be asking you those questions from the baptismal rite. Do you renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways? Because that is what is happening in baptism is that we are rejecting that evil one who tempts us into sin, who makes this world as broken as what it is, that we are saying, 
I am rejecting you by the power of God. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ is doing in this gospel reading. In fact, it's, it's really, really interesting that all of the similarities that it has to baptism. And that's because what we confess about this baptism. Now, one of the things that you may have noticed before the service, maybe you didn't, that's okay. But one of the things that you may have noticed is that I was coming up to this and pouring water in it. And maybe if you were a little bit more observant, you saw where I got that water from. I do not have, like, a Gatorade cooler full of holy water in my office. This is tap water, people. Good Tallahassee, full of minerals, tap water. I said nothing over this water before I poured it in. Because I didn't have to. But then later on, when we bring little Ava up here, it's going to cease just being tap water. Because what we believe and what we confess about this water, when it is used for a baptism, and in the rite of baptism, is that we believe that it is combined with the Word of God. If you don't believe that that's what we believe, then pick up a copy of Luther's small catechism. It says that. That we believe that somehow, mysteriously, the Word of God is combined with this water. The Word of God that tells us that we are to baptize all nations and all people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then when we combine that Word of God with water, that that makes for a baptism. And it's interesting in the light of this scripture that we have with Satan coming in order to tempt Jesus into all sorts of things that he shouldn't be doing if he is going to be the savior of humankind. Satan comes to Jesus and says, well, uh, it's been about 40 days since you've last eaten. I bet bread sounds really good. Why don't you turn that stone to bread? And then he continues to tempt him with other things. And every time Jesus responds to him, he responds with the same phrase out in front. It is written. And what Jesus is doing there by saying it is written is he's actually showing where where he's getting his sources from. He's showing where the illusion is coming from. That it is coming from Scripture. And so he's saying, it is written in the Word of God that man cannot live by bread alone, or that you should not tempt the Lord your God. And every time Satan gets thwarted by his use of the Word. And this morning, Satan is getting thwarted by God's use of the Word combined with this water in Ava's baptism. 
And if you in here have been baptized, that's exactly what happened when you were baptized. That God's Word combined with that water made for a rejection of the evil and the sin and the brokenness that's in your life. That you rejected that and that you ran to Christ, the one who died on a cross for you, the one who rose again from a tomb, the one who forgave you of your sins, the one who made your life what it is today, completely free and without fear that you'll ever be taken out of His graces unless you reject Him. You see, what we have in in this baptism is an act of rejection. And such a beautiful act of rejection as well. Something that shows that we're going to turn our backs on the ugliness of the world. That we're going to turn our backs on the sins that we know that we commit. But that we're actively going to try to turn away from those things. And that's what we're asking you to do this Lent. If you're a member here at University Lutheran, we are asking you in this series that we have to reject all of those sins and all of that brokenness. To remember your baptism. And to return to that point where you first rejected what Satan was trying to do with your soul. And the ugliness and the pettiness that he was trying to breathe into your life. To reject it by the Word of God that tells you that you are free and clean and forgiven and saved. But then the question comes up a lot of times, well, why why are we doing all of this rejection? You know, Lent is a very confusing time for a lot of us, especially if we've been brought up in the church as I have, because in the Lutheran faith we confess that all that we have, all of our salvation comes directly from God, that we have had no part in it. That Jesus came and He did all of the saving. It's not like He did half of it and we had to fill in the rest. But that He does all of it. And so why would we have to reject sin? He's just going to forgive it. And we know He will. He's promised that. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, this Lent, I suggest that you consider that the reason that you are rejecting those sins, that you are turning away from the devil, is Ava Elizabeth Valenstein. She's going to grow up in this church. She might even time my sermons. And she's going to grow up looking at every one of you as her role models. People that are renouncing the devil. People that are rejecting the sin. And people that are running back to these waters of baptism. And our Lord's body and blood. And His words spoken into our lives. Today, we begin anew our Lenten journey of rejecting evil 
and running to the one who saved us in a very public way so that Ava can begin to see that every time she sees us. You don't need to reject in order to save yourself. That's already happened if you've been a part of these waters. But when you come back to these waters and you reject evil and sin and brokenness, you begin to confess to Ava and to your neighbors and to the people that you go to work with and the people in your class that there is a God who has rejected sin and evil. And that one day He's going to come back. And that at that point, we won't have to reject anymore. Because He will have rejected it all. Finally and completely, for the last time in the resurrection. And Ava's going to be there. Amen. Please rise.